Hello and welcome. This is the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast with your host, Charles Cantu, CEO of Reset Digital. I'm Mike Burbridge, Director of Content Innovation for the ANA. Today we're coming to you live, sort of, from the first ever ANA Marketing Futures Conference held in Brooklyn, New York. Charles spoke with Raw Nurse. CMO of Unanimous Games. You know, hip hop has no color, so it's similar to gaming. Actor and gamer Evan Park. Before we had television film, there were stories. And Josh and Andre Lopez, a pair of YouTube gamers who, in just two years, amassed a fan base of over 400,000 followers. Randomly outset trends without even me knowing. The group shared their thoughts on gaming, esports, influencers, and the importance of storytelling in brand building. So guys, from my perspective, um, and, and not just esports, but gaming probably more importantly, it's kind of a new culture, right? And can you talk to us a little bit about how marketers can leverage culture um, like they have things like hip hop and other, other genres that are culture driven? So it's, it's a lot similar to when hip hop started. Uh, a lot of people didn't understand it. Um, but, you know, the people within the culture knew that we had something here. Um, so over, you know, the span of 10 years, you can say, uh, it's grown into a marketing powerhouse. And we pretty much see gaming and esports a part of the culture and being that as well. And, and even, I would say, probably even a fusion between hip-hop and the gaming experience as well. I mean, can you talk a little bit about, you know, people launching their own you know, content through, you know, influencers like the Lopez brothers. Yeah, I mean, I can, I'm going to let the guys speak to this, but to kind of like tee them up, I mean, the difference between back then and now is the internet, right? So hip hop is a great equalizer. You know, hip hop has no color, though it's similar to gaming, right? And it's global. You know, there's communities uh, around the world now, kids in Japan can connect with kids here in the United States through a game. We, we have fans in Africa, we have fans in Canada. Um, so many other places, and it's just, it's crazy how many people really look up to us, and everything that we do, they do, and they just think we're cool, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, so talk a little bit about what the impact of thinking you're cool is, right, as marketers, right, because there's, there's a relationship that you have with them, right, and, and those people, and what that can drive. Yeah, so I don't, I said, like, I don't know how, but, like, randomly i'll set trends without even me knowing like i made kids read books and <laughs> like I, i'm they look at me as a cool kid and they, they think that i'm weird that i read books but now they're all reading books and i make kids eat doritos like, <laughs> like so many things and they, they just sent me pictures random pictures yeah. and showing me that they're eating the purple dorito bag and they're like wow these are awesome you know what i mean and it's just crazy that I have the power to do so. To give it a bit of context, it's like you guys are, are sitting in front of your, your laptops or computer screens for six hours out of the day. Right. Um, gaming, so playing Fortnite or it's playing not NBA 2K. Um, so, you know, there's uh, this new generation of, of consumers who literally just watch other people play video games online. And they're watching, you know, them just being themselves and gaming um, and, and learning how to, you know, pass a level or... <laughs> You know, be cool through uh, a mobile device or a laptop, and and, and it, it's spawning like a new generation of celebrities, just literally through uh, through games, through gaming. It's a good segue. So, speaking of celebrities, because we have you know, famous actor here, Mr. Evan Park, um, talk to us a little bit about how 
brands are working with celebrities in regard to this new genre, right? And, and how they can engage and, and what are you seeing out there in, in your segment? Gaming is a, is a part of media. Gaming is also entertainment and it's also storytelling. And uh, much like uh, when, you, when you think about Hollywood, when you think about television, it is built in a way where it influences culture, meaning customary uh, beliefs or, or, or worldviews. So that's, that's powerful. Also, with these young men, we're talking about connecting with uh, communities around the world. So there's also a need in the culture for connectivity. And, in, and what, what goes on with gaming is, is these young men and those who game and those who are part of entertainment, you're, you're connecting to these audiences across the world and you're building a community, a community with these audiences on, on basically a common thread, which is gaming. Nowadays, brands that are having huge impact with the younger generations, um, th there is a social consciousness to those brands and how they're giving back or how they're, um, what their sustainability efforts are. Can you talk a little bit about you know, what, how you guys are seeing that and, and how you're perceiving that at Unanimous Games and what the opportunities may or may not yeah, be? For, like, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, there's this negative connotation when it comes to gaming and you know, your average gamer is probably overweight, is a couch potato, and lazy. Um, so we're, we're working with a lot of like healthy brands like nut brands and water brands um, to, to basically pair with influencers like um, Josh and, and, and Andre um, to show other gamers that it's, it's cool to, you know, eat almonds or, or drink water while you're gaming. Um, so, you know, for instance, Andre will have uh, Mariani nuts visible while he's streaming um, for like six hours out of the day, which triggers a kid to be like, What's that bag? I'm gonna, you know, Google it and, and find whatever Josh or Andre is eating because I think they're cool. I want to be like them, you know. So we're we're trying to tell the more healthier stories through, you know, influencer marketing and uh, you know channels like YouTube and Twitch, etc. Can you talk a little bit about how people that you've been working with are looking at the ROI from an ROI perspective on how they're supporting, you know? various unanimous games, people, or anything else that you've seen out there? We had an NBA 2K tournament last month um, that went viral within the 2K community. You know, NBA 2K is, is published by Take-Two, uh, and they sold over 100 million copies, and they've managed to create uh, a community within the game um, where these guys pretty much sprouted from, where, you know, some of the leaders in this community have all the eyeballs, right? They have all the, uh, the, the the fan base. So for us, it's like we're generating a appetite for advertising and marketing through communities like NBA 2K um, or Fortnite or, or Call of Duty because these communities have the masses, the numbers. I saw um, a job posting that came from uh, 2K and they were looking for a manager of influencers. Um, and the lead that they led with was, we are storyteller, passionate storytellers looking for passionate storytellers, which I thought was interesting. Um, maybe you can talk about, or one of you guys can talk about how that kind of ties back. We're all in the storytelling business, no matter, you know, no matter what we're selling, it's always about storytelling. Um, and there's something about that, right? What, what, is, what do you think that is and, and why it's bleeding into what we're doing in this new genre? Before we had, you know, television, film, you know, and so there were stories. And 
those stories uh, did a few things. First of all, you know, there were sometimes families got together and told stories, or maybe communities uh, got together and told stories, and it it engaged your imagination. It it engaged your emotions, and uh, depending on the, the, whether the family or the community, you learn from those stories. And even now, you know, uh, you learn from stories sort of what you've come from. You learn who you really are, uh, and sometimes you learn what you, in, your family's been through, and that way you know what you're made of. You know, storytelling is about creating impact that sort of that's going to be sustainable. Um, and I think what we see here with these young men and with the games is there's a story to Fortnite. You know, I played it with my, I was telling you the other day, I was playing with my, for the first time with my eight-year-old, an eight-year-old cousin, you know, and he's, and his mother was telling me whatever he doesn't get, he's going to YouTube to figure it out. So, so we have an eight-year-old, you know, who's teaching me <laughs> how to play this game. And it's and and it's, and and he's he's generations behind. He's like Gen Z, right? Eight, is eight Gen Z? They Gen Z, right? Yeah. So so understanding that 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 this gaming, uh, and the storytelling and the media component of it is cross when done well is cross generational. And what brands would not want to connect sort of with the with, in a framework that's set out that's just designed to be an influencer. And it's crazy that he's talking about stories. So. I tell a lot of stories in my stream. So when I stream for like about six hours, um, I tell a lot of stories and the stories that I tell, some of them really affect the kids that watch it and it helps them with uh, what they're going through. Like some stories can help them with like similar things that are going in their lives. And it honestly, it, it feels like they're my little brothers and little sisters. Even <laughs> girls watch me. I have adults who watch me. I even have celebrities who watch me. Uh, I've played with Drake. I've played with the number one most watched streamer, Ninja. I don't know if you guys know him. But, um, and way more other people. It kind of ties back to the authenticity uh, piece. Other gamers and celebrities recognize that these guys are voices in their, their gaming communities. Um, so, you know, some celebrities will lean on them for tips and how do I pass this level? How do I connect with, you know, this audience or group? So it's, again, it's almost like, you know, lightning in a bottle, but it's real. I mean, these guys are living proof of it. Rob, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, some of the sponsorships that you've done. I know you're doing some stuff with Nachi and Deion yeah. Fatter and stuff like that. So Yeah, one one uh, I mean one, one of the big three sportswear companies that we're working with is Puma. Um, and actually this month we uh, we're launching an initiative called FET and it's basically a platform um, that shines a light on women in gaming. So women within the gaming industry who compete, who who sit on an executive level and uh, we're using it to tell stories. We're using it to elevate and and let people know that you know there's there's women at the CEO level who run esports teams here in New York City, influencers all over all over the country who have a voice. So we're um, launching with the PSA first, just to touch on some issues that women face in the uh, in the industry, and uh, we're capping it off with an event in the city. Um, so that's just one example of some social accountability. Um, Non-endemic brands are are getting involved with with gaming. I'll wrap it up by just maybe having you guys uh, talk a little bit about what you might have coming up that you want to share with the with the crowd, and then we'll do some some Q and A. So basically, um, I started YouTube two years ago, and somehow I don't know how I found a way to get over 40 million channel views, and um, 
I stream, like you said, six hours a day, and <clears throat> and I like peak at forty thousand viewers, and my okay. connection with these kids, it's like incredible. Like it's like they're all my little brothers, and I just go live, play games, and I talk to them, tell stories, and we just vibe. Evan, any any books, any movies? What do you got? What do you got going on right now? Just recurring on this show called Power on Stars Network, uh, season. I think this is season six. This is season six. And uh, in the, just in the process of creating a uh, company, I guess my landing page will be up next week. Um, so sign up for uh, Arimathea Media Capital, but it's uh, arimatheamedia.com. Uh, the company is focused on highlighting, uh, creating compelling and um, cutting-edge content for the world that's driven by people of color and people of faith. Excellent. And we'll open it up for questions in the audience. Brothers, uh, when you're telling your stories, are these all stories that are actually have actually happened to you, or do you sometimes create stories that you think would be helpful to your to your uh, audience? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, there's sometimes where people come in my chat, like my live chat, and I see comments where like people say they're getting bullied, and um, like I find a way how to relate to them and how to make them feel better and teach people how to overcome it. Right. Like recently, we just did a YouTube video about bullying, but we did it on a video game. And we just taught people that right. like, bullying's not cool, cut it out, stop the trash talking. And the video's kind of- It's, bl- it's, it's trending. Wow. <laughs> it's trending. Hit 46, yeah. trending on um, gaming. Cool. Number 46. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, I guess my question, probably for each gentleman, is more about, I feel like um, right now, influencers use like very loosely and that people, I guess for me, it's trying to figure out like what sets people apart and what makes that, um, you know, as a brand looking for people that we're using for things and what sets different people apart in terms of an influencer. And as somebody, you know, you guys only started two years ago and have a massive, gigantic following, um, but like kind of what the process is behind that. Right. So I'll use an example. For me, uh, when we were organizing the tournament last month, you know, obviously we had an opportunity to look at a wide variety of influencers and gaming influencers from YouTube to Twitch. Um, and some of the influencers who had, say, millions of followers didn't have the same engagement as someone who had like 250,000. So it's less about the following, it's more about engagement. So telling those authentic stories are going to have a higher engagement rate than, you know, the Kim Kardashians who put out a cool caption and a photo and get, you know, a couple million likes on Instagram. So we, for us as a company, would rather, you know, lean towards. Uh, the micro-influencer who has a higher engagement rate and tells realistic stories and has an engaging audience and can connect on a human level um, versus the A1 celebrity. Another way to say that is look for uh, celebrities or influencers who not only maybe have followings, but who have who actually rolled up their sleeves and are, are sort of engaged and involved in what the causes they say that, they, that they're about. Uh, one example for me, I was just having this conversation, I think is... Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, we had that conversation. It's funny. He, you know, he's, you know, he's obviously everybody. Most people know who Leonardo DiCaprio is, but he's very serious about those things. He's behind. He rolls up his sleeves. He he talks with policymakers. He he's interested in climate change, indigenous communities, uh, the rights of uh, indigenous communities, land, oceans. Uh, so so he's just uh, basically a, a, I guess, a prototype of what. I would say Rand should look for. Hi, this is less about like you guys in particular, but it's the business in total and like the perspective. Um, for 
some brands, the games themselves are a little violent, and it's hard for a brand to necessarily see themselves like in the context of the violence. Uh-huh. How how do you think brands should wrap their minds around it? Because it's less around the influencers as being experts; it's more around not necessarily wanting to be attached to something that's violent. Good question. Well, the beauty of, of gaming, um, so there's a difference between gaming and esports. Gaming, I'd say, is a little bit more casual. Um, it's it's more sports. It's more, you know, the Minecrafts, a uh, little less Fortnite. So Fortnite would fall into to gaming, but it's not necessarily esports where you have League of Legends and Overwatch, which is more like first-person shooters. Um, so for me, a lot of brands are leaning towards the sports side. Um, and more, uh, I want to. I don't want to say kitty, but the mind, the Minecrafts um, and the Sims uh, versus the extreme Overwatch, League of Legends size. Like, for instance, the uh, the Olympic Committee is looking at esports to be a part of the twenty twenty four Olympics uh, games, right? But they're not looking at esports. They're looking more so at gaming. So sports games like Rocket League, FIFA, NBA two K. Because it's there's no violence or, or no shooting involved, so uh, from my experience, a lot of brands are leaning towards like sports games and, and adventure games and RPGs. So you heard it here first. Ross said, uh, "Candy Crush next Olympics." <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any more questions before we wrap up? Gentlemen, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ANA Marketing Futures podcast. If there's a topic or guest you'd like to hear in a future episode, shoot us a note at marketingfutures@ana.net. We'll be releasing a new episode every other week, so make sure to check back. But in the meantime, if you want to learn more about the future of marketing, including subjects like the Internet of Things, digital transformation, or the future of consumers, head on over to marketingfutures.ana.net.